This is the Find Your Focus podcast with Goals Classroom. We chat with inspiring and creative entrepreneurs to encourage, empower, and equip you to take the next steps in your photography business. We want you to leave each episode with actionable steps so that you can gain confidence, book your calendar, and earn more income with your passion. So grab some coffee or your drink of choice and let's get to it. everyone. I'm Logan Fay and the host of the Find Your Focus podcast with Cole's Classroom. Today, I'm talking to Bobby Peterson, who is part of the Twig and Olive team. I'm sure you've heard of Twig and Olive, but if you haven't, they're definitely a brand that you want to follow. During this interview with Bobby, she shares with us her best advice in regards to social media. She talks about how Twig and Olive has grown their social media following over the years and also touches on Instagram stories. Something that I really love about this interview is that Bobby lays out what she does to keep up with posting on social media because as many of you know, it's not always the easiest thing to post every single day. She also talks about some of her very best marketing tips. So let's dive into this interview with Bobby. Bobby, I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. When I first reached out to our Coles Classroom Pro members, the name that popped up that they wanted to hear from on the podcast was Twig and Olive. So thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much. We are so excited to be here. So I want to start chatting about the beginning of your story and kind of how Twig and Olive came to be. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, our story is unique, but it's not super unique. It was just basically we were... We knew each other, um, and I'm talking about myself, and then Doug and Courtney are married, and they had their own studio located in the same town that I did, and we had just started, reached out a few times with each other, and it just never worked out to meet up and touch base, and finally, a year or two later, we ended up meeting up at, Doug and I actually met at a workshop in Texas, so across the country was the first time (laughs) that we ended up meeting, which is funny. I was pretty pregnant at the time, and so was his wife. Courtney was pregnant at the same time, too. We had our our little girls just a few months apart. But yeah, it was just kind of neat. We just, the first time that we met was in Texas and then we, we hit it off right away. And when we got back to Wisconsin, we just stayed in touch. And that's when my husband got to meet Doug and Courtney. And we just started hanging out more. And we just got together to work on different things in our business, just did our different marketing things, different tax and business things. And we just started working together more. When you work together with someone, you kind of realize all the things that you're doing that's the same. It's just, I want to say kind of redundant work. We both had studio overhead. We both were paying an accountant. We both had licenses to Adobe and all of these website fees and all of that stuff. And we always kind of, just joked about it, just said, oh my gosh, this would be so much easier if we just combined our businesses. <laughs> and it was this, it was honestly, it just started off as a joke. And we we just joked about it for a while, over a year. All of a sudden we just we went to, we were on a vacation in Mexico. And after probably a few too many margaritas, <laughs> we're, we're like, no, we, we really need to do this. Let's do this. And so we decided that we wanted to do it, but we wanted to do it right. So we spent months actually 
going through everything on the back end of merging two very successful businesses. At that time, we were both speaking, teaching workshops, uh, doing a, we were doing actually a lot of workshops together too at that point, just a lot of co-workshops. So when you merge two businesses of our size, there was a lot of things that we had to do on the back end to make it legal. We had to get attorneys involved and accountants involved and all of that stuff. So it was quite a lot of stuff on the back end before we actually launched um, our businesses only about a five-year-old company. It was in 2015 that we actually merged our business. Oh, wow. So that's a long story short, I guess. Yeah. I guess margaritas that day on the beach were a good idea because it seems like y'all have been really successful with Twig and Olive. (laughs) It has. It's been, and it's always easier to do things a second time. We both had known both businesses. When I say both, Doug and Courtney and myself, we already had two successful businesses. So Mm -hmm. creating a third business was actually easier than doing it the first time. Right. The first time you launch a a business, any type of business, you succeed at certain things, you fail at certain things, and some things work and some things don't work. But with Twig, when we started it, everything that we did, 90% of the things that we did right away just worked because we already knew what worked and what didn't work, if that makes sense. Right. Yes, that makes total sense. Yeah. And especially when you have three people building up a business instead of just doing it on your own, it seems like it would be a lot easier with all of that expertise in different areas too. Oh my gosh, you, you nailed it. It's one of those things and everyone, every photographer goes through this and they have the things in their business that they like doing and they really like doing and they absolutely hate. And very strangely with, with our business at Twig, each other's strengths are our, each other's weaknesses. It is mm-hmm. just eerie how everything works. (laughs) Courtney does all of our editing. That's where we get the consistency with our product. No matter who shoots the session or the wedding, Courtney actually edits every single thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Doug does so much of our our tech stuff and the behind the scenes and the website and the gear and all of that. I affectionately refer to as the nerd and dork things. (laughs) And I super enjoy email and all of the business stuff, the taxes, the marketing, the collaborations with different businesses and different vendors. And so each of the things that we like to do are the things that we're good at too, which is Mm -hmm. nice. So it's not like something is, you know, one person is in charge of something that they hate doing. Right. Yeah. Well, it definitely sounds like it was meant to be with the three of you, which is just amazing how that all worked out. So I know that social media is kind of your passion. So I want to focus on that a little bit today. What is it about social media that kind of gets you excited? It is, for us, social media is a way to market and put yourself in front of so many people at once. We always say when we teach and we we talk to other people is that our website, which I consider to be a form of of social media, is kind of the front door to your business. It's so important to have a really great website because it is one thing that you can control completely. If something happens to your Facebook account or your Instagram account or your Twitter account, you'll always have that website because it's something that that you are completely in, in control of. 
And so all of those other social media channels are just kind of side doors to your, to your business with Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and even up and coming Snapchat, uh, which mm-hmm. we're, we're not on Snapchat right now. <laughs> we're, we're still, still working on Instagram and Facebook. But, <laughs> but for us, it's just with social media, especially Instagram, it's a way for us to infuse our personality into our business, which for a long time, we were pretty hesitant to do. I'd say for the first three years or so of our business, we were very much the people behind the door or the whatever the Wizard of Oz quote is, the people behind the curtain or right. the curtain. We, just, we never really infused our personality into, into our business. And with Instagram and as, as soon as Instagram stories became pretty popular, it was just, there was a lot of research out there because I'm very business minded. And so I like data and I like research. The data was very specific that people, younger generations, I don't want to use the term millennials, but um, a lot of the younger people, they were choosing had options for different businesses that they wanted to work with, whether it be photography or any type of business is that personality and being able to relate to a brand was something that was important to that generation it was important to listen to that data because that's the generation that we are going to be marketing to. Those are the people that are going to be getting married and having kids and starting families. You know, younger 20 to 28 year old, 25 year old generation. And so it was, it was a process. It wasn't easy to start to infuse our personality into our brand, but it was, it's easier now than it was when we first started, but it, it's still sometimes a little bit nerve wracking and terrifying. <laughs> definitely. So on the topic of Instagram and Instagram stories, it's definitely been on the rise the past few years. And I feel like a lot of business owners don't know how to exactly use it effectively. What are your best tips for kind of boosting engagement or what have you found to be the most successful? For us, people love behind the scenes. That's especially for the, for the Instagram stories. It's always, I think that it's easier to do it with someone else um, when you're first doing it. It's harder for Courtney and myself to do those type of Instagram stories and video recording by yourself. It comes easier for Doug. I can still do it, but I still get that kind of nervous, like, hold on, you know, like there's my face of all these people. (laughs) But it was really easier. And I know that we're unique and that we have us three doing it, but because Doug and I travel a lot, it was always easier to have somebody else to do it with. So I do recommend if if you're super nervous to pull a friend, pull a family member, pull your kid, just have somebody else there. When you start to do an an Instagram story, it'll just kind of put a little bit less pressure off and you don't have to think about exactly what you're saying. You can kind of feed off of each other a little bit. And just to keep in mind that this isn't that the Instagram stories, it's it's just to infuse your personality and, and your business. Um, You can obviously, you know, talk a lot about business stuff, but there's room for error and for awkward pauses and and laughing. And that's what the whole point of it is. It's not as, it's not supposed to be as professional as your website or or your marketing materials. Just definitely don't think about it too much. And anything is better than nothing. Just 
start off with something. But going back to what I said before about behind the scenes stuff is uh, something that's been really beneficial for us. I think people really like seeing just the back end and just how you work with families and just working with kids and or just us at weddings or stuff like that. Yeah, I definitely can see how having someone else there with you definitely makes it just a little less awkward as you're kind of getting used to, you know, being in those videos and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that I haven't done this before, but Doug has actually been, he's kind of done some stuff behind the scenes if if he's working with a family and say he's doing a working with like a mom and a kid and the dad, he'll actually give the phone to the dad or the mom and just say, hey, can Mm -hmm. you just hold here and just record a little bit on Instagram for a story? And it always turns out cute. So yeah, I love that because then people actually get to see how you how you as the photographer are during a session and kind of your personality and how you get people to kind of loosen up and relax and just have fun during the session. Yeah, exactly. And I don't have to be super long either. It's I'd say the the average Instagram story that we do is between three and five minutes with mm-hmm. five on the lot longer side. Most of it is right around three, four minutes. Yeah. So something easy to do that you can work with. And like you said, there's room for error. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So for some people, I know that keeping up with their business on social media can be pretty stressful because yeah. when you run a business, there's so many <laughs> things to take care of. And sometimes social media kind of gets pushed to the side with like posting on Facebook, Instagram, or updating your website. So how do you manage keeping up with all of that? And are there any specific tools that you use that really help? We've played around with a handful of different posting systems where you can schedule a bunch of posts. And each of those systems, while they work well and they work well for a lot of people, we've found a certain faults with all of them. So Mm -hmm. we are pretty grassroots when it comes to (laughs) how we do our social media. The biggest thing is that that we have to post daily. And right now with being in the, the quarantine situation, we're not posting as much as we normally would in the middle of a busy season. In the middle of a busy season, it's not uncommon for us to to post a minimum of three to five times a day. With being in the slow season, at a minimum one to two times a day. And for us, what works well for us is that we have a mirrored social media presence. So everything, we put it on Facebook first, and we will use that feature where you can schedule your posts. We just mm-hmm. use that feature through Facebook. And then as soon as that posts on Facebook, we'll manually post it on Instagram too. So our Instagram and our Facebook, if all goes well and we don't forget to post something, <laughs> it's, it's a mirror of each other. So everything that's on our Facebook is on our Instagram okay. uh, with the exception of our Instagram stories. Sometimes we'll cross post that to Facebook, but for the most part, we just post that on our Instagram. Okay. So on Instagram, y'all have almost 92,000 followers, (laughs) which is super impressive. What has helped the most in building a following like that? Those stupid little hashtags. (laughs) (laughs) We fought it for many years, (laughs) but it it is really important. Well, hashtag, we've taken a couple of different social media courses at different conventions and then actually had one of the people that we recommend to check out is Danny Fountain. And she is a social media strategist. 
strategist, strategist, (laughs) whatever that word is. Right. She is a social media expert. How's that? There you go. Um, So Danny Fountain is her her name and it's D-A-N-I and then just Fountain, like the fountain pen. But check her out. She has a lot of, if you can hear her speak, she really just kind of breaks down different things that you should be doing with your social media. And we'll average, I'd say at least five hashtags per Instagram post. And we always spice it up. We don't ever do like a copy and paste of all of the same want the same ones because you can get dinged for that. But the biggest thing is just use those hashtags and then the other thing is post consistently. And so don't let there be huge gaps. That's why it's important for us to post every day. So you can get dinged for not posting consistently on your Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that's important too, which I just learned about a couple of years ago, is that it is beneficial to actually go to those, the hashtags, like when when you put something in, if we say, if we hashtag something that says Madison photographer or Wisconsin photographer. If I go into that Wisconsin photographer hashtag and then just going through that feed and randomly just liking a couple of pictures that we like, or even just posting, putting a few words, Hey, awesome picture. I love this. That is huge for boosting your Instagram feed, Oh, which I did not know before. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't know that either. Those are some great tips. Yeah. So I feel like Instagram can be so overwhelming with all of the, I mean, it it seems like it changes very quickly. (laughs) It's true. I don't feel, yeah, it's hard to keep up with everything. Right. Right. With like what does help you and what hurts you and whatnot. So those are great tips. But that's pretty much all we do. Honestly, there's no magic button or, you know, things that we've had to pay for or anything like that. It is completely just daily posting using a handful of hashtags and then just using Instagram like it's meant to be used for just finding different things that we like and posting and liking and commenting on other people's posts. So yeah. So I have one more question for you before I let you go. (laughs) If you could give us your top two tips for social media in regards to marketing and whatnot, what would they be? By far, and I know I kind of touched on on it before, is posting consistently. And not by, when I say consistently, I don't mean like every day at 8 a.m. you have to post something. Mm-hmm. But it, it's posting consistently on a daily basis. It's so important for Facebook and Instagram at a minimum of once a day. And one of the things too that affects everyone, even us, even though we have a higher volume, is that there are days that go by when we're not shooting anything. And so it's hard to be like, oh gosh, what should I post now? That's where you can go back into your archives and post something that a session that you did last year at this time, or just something you go out and just take a picture of nature or some scenery, but don't be afraid to recycle some of that old content. One of the biggest things that we use is that we have, oh, we have a shared Dropbox between myself and Doug and Courtney, and we have a best of images folder. And so that best of images folder, subfolders, we have family sessions, maternity, wedding, And every time that Courtney gets done editing, she's adding things to that folder. 
every time that I do a blog post or an album for weddings, I'm always adding to that folder as well. And Doug adds, adds to it every once in a while too. But what it is, is that you're just creating a folder structure of your best of images so that when you have these pockets during your off season where you're not shooting, you can go back to that folder and pull something. It's all there. It's in one place and you can pull something on your, on your social media. I love that. That would be such a big help, especially, I mean, right now where we're obviously not out shooting sessions to have a folder to go to when you know that you need to be posting something, but don't want to, you know, get out your external hard drive and try to go through all of your old photos. (laughs) It's true. It's true. And then also on the, on the same kind of realm with being consistent is being just consistent, being cognizant of what you post on your Instagram, because you have that collage of images. So being consistent with how you edit and what you're posting, if, you, if you're still trying to find your editing style a little bit, that's a great tool to just go into your Instagram collage and just see what you gravitate towards and just making sure that that looks, that it matches, that it, it looks nice, that everything kind of ebbs and flows. It's going to provide something that's more pleasing than if it's just like all over the place. And then sometimes you have your camera phone images and Sometimes you have your nice edited images, and then sometimes you have a behind the scene image. And we keep our feed pretty professional looking. It's all of our images that are shot on our cameras that are edited. That's on our feed. And then using that, the the Instagram stories is more of the okay, I'm taking a picture on my on my camera phone. I'm mm-hmm. gonna just do something with that. But just keeping that feed more professional and that everything is uh, matching and consistent. For sure. So if some of our listeners are not following you yet on social media, where can they find you? Definitely. We have our website is a twigandolive.com. The same thing for our Facebook, facebook.com slash twigandolive. And the same thing on Instagram and Pinterest and Twitter. It's just twigandolive. <laughs> so A-N-D. That was important for us to have everything um, said and preach about before is just being consistent and making things easy for people to find you. So that's you can find us definitely pop in we we have a couple of different facebook groups there's a pretty large preset and actions group if you just type in facebook twig and olive presets and actions we have a huge community there where we're in all the time so if you have any questions on editing or anything like that we're we're a pretty open book so we we love that group we love staying connected and keeping in touch with people Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. I know that our listeners will definitely be able to take something that you have said from this episode and apply it to their business. So thank you so much. Thank you. If anyone has any questions or follow-up questions, feel free to message us on Instagram or Facebook or send us an email, um, info at twigandolive.com. Um, we answer every single question and things like that. So we, we love staying connected with people. So don't be afraid to reach out if you have any questions or if something I said wasn't clear. Perfect. Thank you so much. Wow, thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Find Your Focus podcast with Cole's Classroom. I hope that you got some great takeaways from this episode that you can apply to your business. Make sure to visit colesclassroom.com backslash podcast for the show notes and any links that we talked about during this episode. If you like this episode, head over to iTunes and tap that five-star button and leave us a review.